0: Welcome to The Exit Strategy, your no-bullshit guide to divorce with the experienced attorneys from New Direction
1: Family Law and guests that have been there.
0: Unfiltered discussions to help you move from victim to victorious and from bitter to better.
2: Hi everyone, it's Elizabeth Stevenson with New Direction Family Law. And Elizabeth's partner, Sarah Hink, attorney at New Direction Family Law. And today we have great guests. And Jen's going to introduce. Jen's going to be do
3: the intro for us. Hi guys, I am Jen, not attorney at New Direction <laughs> Family Law. Yes, I'm so excited for our guest today. I've spoken with her before, and we had a great conversation. We have Miss Carrie Drobin joining us today. Hi, Carrie. Hi, Carrie. Hi, Carrie. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, we're so excited that you are joining us today to talk about a fun, maybe scary topic as well. Yes, yeah, I, I could qualify as fun. <laughs> (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Interesting, maybe. And you're joining us from Arizona. Yes. Just a little information here about Ken Carey. She is an award-winning true crime author and criminal and family law attorney. As a family law attorney, she has helped many women who have found themselves in abusive marriages. With numerous appearances and interviews on national television, podcasts, radio shows, and speaking at conferences, she has established herself as an expert on the pathology of the criminal mind motorcycle gangs and mentored a new and aspiring true crime writers and helping women avoiding to avoid becoming prey. So lots of good little nuggets yes. in there. Oh, that comes <laughs> yes. in with their last podcast we just did about being followed. And
2: Carrie, you just what you do so much. Like I said before, you must be so busy. I love the area of true crime, but I don't know. I have time to barely read it and listen to it. <laughs> and you're out there serving the greater good, getting out there, helping other women and protecting themselves. that might fall victim, like Jen said. So, yes. Yeah.
1: So how did you get into <laughs> the true crime sphere. I think the
0: you actually kind of are a good marriage, unintended, intended, because I know I, I specialize in not necessarily women, although most are women, but people that are trying to divorce a dark personality. And so that would encompass the narcissist, a psychopath, sociopath, and really like how do you get out of a relationship
2: like that? And a lot of people don't realize that they're in one right. for a long time. I have so many people come to me and I always look at him. I'm like, I bet when you first met that he was really charming or she was really charming and you were uh-huh. happy. And that's why things got rushed. And they're like, yeah, mm-hmm. they loved bomb me. Mm-hmm. And the next thing I know, I'm in this relationship and I lost a bunch of weight. I don't have my friends anymore. I don't have my family. It's like all of a sudden all these terrible things happen to me and I wake up in this relationship with this awful person. And it's all kinds of people, right. people, attorneys like us and all kinds of educated People just get victim in these situations. Right. Right. It's really kind of
0: startling, actually, who gets involved in shocking reality when you realize you're involved in somebody like this. You know, one in 25 people is a sociopath, and that's a pretty startling statistics. And they usually run the gamut from anybody from doctors to CEOs to are out there. And not all of them necessarily have criminal intent or commit crimes, but it's
1: that personality that makes them so dangerous. So what's a personality, what traits would would someone be looking for? I'll just say that the important thing about the
0: three, the narcissist, psychopath, and sociopath
1: is not so
0: much the label that we give them, but it's identifying the personality, the personality disorder that they have, the behaviors that they exhibit. That's what we're really trying to identify so that we can get out of them. Because when you're involved in a relationship with one of these personality disorders, it's really like a homicide in slow motion. A sociopath is somebody who has learned behavior. They they very much resemble a psychopath and a narcissist, but there are differences. And the way that I like to characterize the differences is that every psychopath is a narcissist, every sociopath is a narcissist, but not every narcissist is a psychopath or a sociopath. And the difference, a sociopath and a psychopath is that a sociopath doesn't have any guilt or shame. And a psychopath is usually born. So you have a sociopath that's made and a psychopath that's born. So those are the differences. But when you're involved in a relationship with one, it's very similar to being involved in a relationship with a narcissist. For example, the psychopath is going to be very livid, charming, usually highly intelligent, very manipulative. They, they wear what's called the mask of sanity. And the sociopath is very similar, but the difference mm-hmm. is that the sociopath, and I think I put this um, wrong, I have to correct myself. The sociopath is pointing, but they're not going to have any empathy. So it's talking to uh, the description I've used, Okay, so you're talking type of feedback. There's empathy, there's general ones that you would anticipate or expect in a person. So if you're very emotional and you're not getting anything back, usually you're dealing with a sociopath. Whereas a psychopath will wear that mask already and will know the music but not dance. So they know the words to say, but there's there's a saying that people experience a psychopath. So when you're in their presence, you may walk away feeling a little uncomfortable, a little unnerved, but you can't quite put your finger on it.
2: Yeah.
1: Was there a I always think of sociopaths and psychopaths psychopaths as there's a violent tendency to them where I don't attach that to a narcissist, but I could be completely Well if you wrong. think
2: about the complete lack of empathy right. and disregard for other people right. at that level, that's what Helps them commit a crime. Right. They aren't thinking about the repercussions or how d- their actions affect someone else. They're like right. in their own world, these actions are what I need and what I think is right. So they are right. And this is no no empathy for this other person at all. And so that helps people be violent. What stops us from being violent is oh shit, that's gonna hurt someone. <laughs> yeah, right. And I don't want this person to get yeah. hurt. There's actual reasoning there and like logic and thinking about other people's well-being and also consequences. And a lot of times sociopaths and this category people, they don't have a lot of regard for consequences. Those don't exist to them. And I'm not a trained or licensed mental health profe- professional, so I can't diagnose people <laughs> with personality disorders or any level of narcissism or sociopath, psychopath. But we obviously see these sorts of people in our line of work. Absolutely. And you too, Carrie, being an attorney, family law mm-hmm. attorney, and relationships don't survive very well with a marriage to a sociopath.
0: So when you're in their presence, really the abuse is more psychological than physical. Although, right, it can lead to violence, physical violence. And the, the frustration I think in family law practice, and I know you must experience this as well, is that we don't have, a law doesn't recognize psychological men as abuse. So they only recognize it as physical abuse. And so that becomes a really frustrating, double-edged sword when you're involved in these kinds of relationships because you can't quote unquote spin it enough violence, even though it's insidious and it leads
2: to sliding and all kinds of other issues. Yeah. A lot of times I speak to victims and I get the little tidbits alert me. Okay. There's a lot going on here, but they don't share it. A lot of people hold it within. They're ashamed of this relationship that they're in, that they got to the point where someone is controlling them. Someone is abusing them psychologically or even sometimes physically that they don't come out and say it. And there's just little parts that you have to pick up. In my experience, working with victims, that attorneys really need to listen to them and ask more questions and say, oh, okay, you, you said that he threw something. Has he done that before? Or how did he speak to you? What exactly did he say? Has he done this before? What's this? What time of day does this generally happen? Oh, it's a normal occurrence. Like so You have to really get these victims to open up to you because they do hold it in and are ashamed of what has become of what they thought was a, happy relationship, a positive person, and they're ashamed that they married this person and clearly see that they're not a good person now. It's scary. When
0: you're dealing with these dark personalities, there has to be a strategy in place They've been in those relationships so they don't even feel anymore. They've been so gaslighted. So when you get them and they're trying to share their experience, it's really I think from a litigation standpoint, there's so many gaps in the story that they're telling. And they're always try to get the story to get the victim heard and put themselves from their center and what's the strategy here? Can we anticipate what your buttons are going to be? What I found in my practice is it's all about unmasking, unmasking that psychopath, that narcissist, that sociopath or person that they are because they don't like to be unmasked Their hot button. Is it money? Is it the children? Is it both? Usually it's control. So how do you... Get them to relinquish that control.
2: Yeah, it's definitely control and a lot of worry. For I always hear the same thing oh, he's so charming. Everyone finds him so charming. And the juries or the judge is going to find him so charming. Like, how are we going to deal with this? And like you said, it's really about unmasking them and getting as much evidence as you can to catch him off him or her off guard and expose them for lying because a lot of these are masterful liars. So they do lie a lot and, and you're able to catch them in lies. And that's how they control everyone around them in taking away their leverage. A lot of times they'll fight for custody, but they don't really actually have a relationship with their children. And right. that's something that a lot of mothers, if they're this, it's a woman who's suffering from someone that's a sociopath is afraid of, if I leave, then he has full access to those kids, and I'm not there to protect them. So I understand a lot of fear in wanting to l- leave a relationship like that because it's scary. It's the most the time where there could be violence, where someone could face harm, is when you're leaving a relationship like this. And also the thought of my children being exposed to it without me being there. And I think that's a understandable fear. And kind of along lines,
0: there's a the financial abuse that's been going on. Usually, there's a disparity income between the partners, and so that's another given up. Or- or has a lesser career or has everything in their power to help the other person's career. There's a lot of fear that if they divorce this person, they'll lose everything. And so I think it's important to flip it around. And it's, you can prevent, you can win the litigation against the narcissist, but you have to come into it from the get-go with a strategy in place, anticipate the defense matters, find out what their for is, and turn that focus back on the person that you're dealing with Find it. And so I think it's important to give them a whole new approach to how you communicate with these people. The psychopath and the sociopath are narcissists, So you have that same sort of pathology that you're going into in the case. It's just that they're even more cunning. The psychopath much more cunning. And so I think there's a lot of fear that when you go into litigation, that person, that personality is going to really manipulate and overpower the judge. And so I think a lot of that approach from the lawyer's perspective needs to be education. Like how do you educate the people in the courtroom about this personality? So you bring in experts, you know, you file up routine motions explaining that personality disorder. And I think with that from the get go, if you have that strategy, then you can kind of it so much stronger.
2: Yeah, we've done a few episodes on our podcast about psychological evaluation, We're getting therapists involved to come testify, be experts. And you're right. A judge is just going to see these people on their best behavior in the courtroom. They're going to come in there, they're going to charm and tell their story, make it look like the other person is crazy, making up things that that wasn't like that. I'm a good father or a good mother and have this job. I take care of everyone. So you have to come in there with experts to back up your client, that this is real. This is what's happening. And we need to take our concerns seriously on our side to protect not only our client, but if there's children involved, the children as well. And I think that's also important to, to communicate that to our clients, who also
0: to tell them this, that the children are just a pawn in their game. Oftentimes, it's all about control and power and manipulation. The court's not educated on this kind of personality disorder, they're going to suggest co-parenting. There's, it's an you can't compare it with this personality. That's got to be off the table right from the beginning. So there's lots of ways of communicating as you go through the litigation and to that victim or that client for life after. Like how do you? You obviously have shared custody, maybe, or you have parenting time. But I always stress is less is more. Brevity, just have a brief script. Everything that you do from here on out is going to become evidence. So emails, creation, everything to preserve the case. And the onset of Zoom has been a wonderful introduction I'll because of the record based on, So they're always thinking those terms that unfortunately this is always going to be something that you have to use against them. Divorce, unfortunately, is never really over the divorce decree so that you're physically separated from guys they'll take you back to court for every little enforcement action. You know, so it's it's just an ongoing, never ending um, saga. So it's I think it's just really important to get into that mindset to correct them for that.
3: Y'all, it's jen with new direction family law and if you've ever been through a divorce you may have guessed or found out that determining who gets what property can be one of the most complicated and confusing issues of divorce it is so important that you are represented by an experienced family law attorney who knows marital property law and will advocate for your best interest new direction family law has over 30 years experience protecting the rights of our clients and their assets We aggressively advocate, we support, and we absolutely educate our clients to achieve the best possible outcomes. So give us a call today to schedule an initial consultation at 919-719-3470, or you can reach us at our website at newdirectionfamilylaw.com. We've got your assets covered.
1: I think the part of a lot of things I say to clients is, I can get you the tightest order I can get you, but I can't make him be a human being or be a good parent. And so it's, this is exactly what you say, that this is a lifelong, mm-hmm. at least a, a lifelong intertwining with this person. And so you have to, our advice, I think Sarah does this too, is that we say to our clients, if you're not in therapy, you need to get a good counselor, or a good therapist, because I need you healthy and strong to help me fight this battle. And a lot of times the first time they realize they're even in an abusive relationship is when they start talking to me. Yeah. They start telling me, oh, he yells, he throws things he punches walls it's no big deal it is a big deal yeah so you're they're starting out you need to you know it takes a little while to educate people about that and then to be able to give them that education and be there for their support and help them be strong to stand up to this person that's a it's a long road sometimes and And it's not something they did either and sometimes and i found myself doing this because i'm divorced i'm not a psychopath or anything but Sometimes it's just hard, and you're tired, and you just say, "I don't want to rock the boat." Well, let's just let it go. And I and I completely understand that times, and it's hard.
0: You know, the tendency to want to just throw your arms and just. And I've I've heard this a lot too. Clients will say, "I just want the kids. I don't care about anything else." And my response to them is, "Care about everything else," <laughs> because you have to always prepared clients and say, "This is a fight. It's probably the fight of your life," because. Going to be fighting for the most important things in your life, your children, your money, your sanity, all of those things have been slowly over time. And I think you're absolutely right. It's the reality of what has been happening that I think is so shocking, so difficult On Divorce cases should be a collaborative effort. And they pull in, pull in the tax person, the initial dinner. All of these people that need to be a part of this pie and stop the narcissists so that you're not constantly feeding that disorder and to kill yourself at the same time. So it's such a battle and it's so unfortunate in all experience with that. So even somebody who's well-versed in this and who's well-versed in the law, it can have an end because it is so destabilizing and these personality disorders are so insidious.
1: There are good outcomes though, right? At the end of the day, it may be a hard fought battle, but you can win. You can make a better life. You can unattach yourself from this person. You may not ever be able to co parent, but you can protect your children as best you can, right?
0: I would absolutely agree with that. I think that there is light factor. Mm-hmm. And that's always been my goal as a practitioner is to get the birth right. Clients to just because then you're really just in that spiral of shame, regret, you can't pull yourself out of And so I think really get away from these personalities is the first and foremost thing because it's dangerous to be involved with them I and mean, you're never going to change them. The only people that you can fix or change is yourself. And so by redirecting or rewriting that narrative this our society on a road to success and rebuilding. They're learning new boundaries and they're learning self-protection and they're finally standing up and standing in their truth. That's the success story. And the more that they can go out there and talk about their experience, I think the more that they can help people that are in that situation that may not even realize that they are in that situation. And I think you're right about that. that there's a lot of excusing because it so is so shocking to wake up one day Think. Oh my God! My favorite movie was actually a miniseries called the *Undoing* with Hugh Grant and Nicole Kidman. I just thought that was such a brilliant uh, miniseries. It really brought home the idea that you've got a really intelligent psychologists sucked into that charm of the psychopath that she you married. Like you're at the mercy of whatever the person that you're with is willing to disclose, and you might wow. not really know the person you're with. You might think well, oh, there's so
3: much after the fact. I think can really help shed light on the relationship. I have a question for the three of you. (laughs) So you guys have talked about, you can't really co-parent necessarily with a sociopath. So do you think that we've talked a lot about litigation? Do you think that it's a realistic possibility to settle outside of court with a sociopath? Or do you think that someone's just destined to go to court? If you can get
2: leverage somehow, if you find out what's important to them, I think Carrie mentioned that before. What's the leverage here? I'm asking them what's important to them? Is it really the money? I've had cases where it's a lot of it, it's the money and my client does just want the kids and I counsel them and we figure out, okay, well, she's lucky enough to have some fina- financial support from her family and he's right. willing to Settle for it, okay. You know what? Take the money, and she will take the kids. But a lot of people are not that lucky to have that money and financial support from their family. So, in in my
1: experience, it's always reputation. I want to be the. I want to. I want to come. I don't want. I don't want the kids. I just want to look like I'm a great dad, right? You know, they don't want to be exposed (laughs) in court. So I I settle a lot. Actually, if you can settle, yeah, yeah, Yeah,
2: actually, because otherwise, it's really expensive. Like. They'll, they will keep litigating, like Carrie said before, mm-hmm. litigate, litigate yeah, right. to have the upper hand, to have control. Some of the times I tell them, like, the best thing that'll happen is if this person gets another spot, puts their energy into tormenting someone else. Right. Like, that will be the best thing that could happen, which is really sad. But they need to have control over someone. And if they're lo- losing control over you, they'll find somebody. They else. need to find someone else to control. Sometimes it doesn't help, though, but it can, which God bless that other person. But yeah. it's. Yeah, I think it is or mediate. And I think that.
0: It's actually something that should be try because it's a sense of finality. If the strategy is you don't want to keep being dragged through the court process and draining your financial resources, your emotions, your energy, and because of that, so I think that mediation is great if you can get it because you have everybody sign on the line before you leave that mediation, and that's leverage in and of itself because it's you've got a signed contract that you can then use. To have and so I think it's well worth everybody's time.
2: Yeah. And it's helpful to find a good mediator to fit this personality who's going to go into this person's room, the narc or the narcissist, the psychopath, the sociopath, and let them know that they are not going to be believed all the time, that they're, they are going to be exposed in the courtroom, that they're not going to go in there and sweet talk their way through everything. And everyone's going to believe the story they tell that it is problematic for them. I think they need to hear that from a third party. Sometimes their own attorneys will get sucked into it and they just portray this person even more so as the most stellar person in the world. So you really got to be careful and choose a good mediator mm-hmm. to get inside that person's room and be like, hey, you're not going to be believed. I can see through you. The judge is going to see through you to use this opportunity to settle. So choose your mediator well. So you can get a, so even if you don't settle, at least there's something in that guy or woman's brain that says, okay, this is, I agree with that. Yeah, I think that's a really good strategy. And I also think one really good effective
0: strategy is to try to get temporary orders very early on in the case before you use general litigation, because if you give them temporary parenting time, uh, temporary transport order, because that's that's especially who they are, they can't help themselves. And so by the time you get to the bridge again, where they're making appointments with their kids, they're, I mean, they're hanging themselves. Now you can take it and say, okay, how about mediation? So I think it's all tied of that initial strategy. Like, how are you going to knock down or
1: unmask that, that personality?
0: And really beat out the own game.
1: Right. 100%. And I think sometimes, like the victim spouse, I think it's very powerful, especially in those temporary hearings, because ours are limited. So we're limited to an hour or two. But it's the first time in their whole life with this person, they've had a voice. They get up on that stand and they tell their story and tell their truth, like you say, it can be very empowering for them, even if they don't get everything that they want. You know, they've gotten up there. They've sat in front of this person that's treated them like shit for all these years and come out and they survived. And I think that's all they really need to understand is I can say it, I can get in front of him and I survived and I'm not gonna die. He's not gonna kill me. He can't control me anymore. So I think it can be positive on both sides to get those temporary orders and then yeah. get a bit of mediation is the best yeah. thing to do. Yeah. I think.
2: Definitely. There's been a lot of good advice today. Know. Yes. Carrie, thank you <laughs> thank so much you, for Carrie, joining so much. us. She was wonderful. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Do you are you still practicing family law or are you full time writing now? I don't know how you do both. I still
0: practice family law. It's I'm passionate about it. I feel like I really want to empower People to get out of these very dangerous relationships, and so I do family practice still. Awesome!
2: But- Any
3: listeners out there in Arizona? Yeah, they look up uh, <laughs> Carrie over here. There you go. give her a call, <laughs> and of course, we'll have all of our information linked for the episode as far as to books and website and all things Carrie. So, Carrie, thank you so thank much you, for Jerry. joining thank us. Thank you, Carrie. Thanks, Carrie. Hey, Ain't yeah, some? Ain't <laughs> <that's some laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Don't forget to leave us a review. You can visit us at newdirectionfamilylaw.com. dot com. You can also follow us on Instagram at the exit strategy underscore podcast or email us at exit at new We'll be back next time with more no bullshit content about life, divorce, parenting, relationships, and everything in between.